Welcome to the Help for Wounded Spirits. This podcast exists to reach those wounded and suffering through life's trials. And now your hosts, Dr. Doug Carriger and Mrs. Stephanie Wesco. Great to be back with you, folks. We always love this opportunity to cross your earways and love this opportunity to study God's Word and reach out to those of us with hurting hearts, dealing with PTSD, maybe helping people with PTSD. uh, We've been just having a great, uh, great opportunity over these last couple of years to do this. I can't believe we're into our third year. We're we're just getting going. We're about two years and a month in. And uh, with me, as always, my friend, Stephanie. Good morning, Stephanie. Good morning, Doug. It's good to be with you this morning. Same here. And you know, folks, as we've been going through, we've changed up some things. So if this is your first podcast in a while, we're throwing a characteristic of PTSD out there every day as we get going just to talk about and it, just people who are hurting, people with PTSD, these emotions we go through, these crazy things. And that's what we're all about. So every day we're going to mention something. We might mention them over and over again. It doesn't matter. Uh, but it does matter that we uh, look for those things that God can definitely help us with these characteristics. So if you're somebody who has the characteristic of anger, you're angry and um, uh, your life is that where you yell at people, people don't want to hang out with you. You're always correcting people. You you can't sit down and, and just relax and enjoy people and show God's grace through you. Well, you need to get right. The Bible says, cease from anger in, in Psalm 37 and forsake wrath. Fret not thyself in any wise to do evil. For the the wrath of man worketh not the righteousness of God. Boy, we could go on over and over again with these memory verses from our books and these things we pass out. But folks, here's the important thing. Anger is not of God. Anger is of the devil. The devil makes us angry. Uh, Once we've accepted Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, everything we need is within us to put this anger aside. And sometimes just taking a breath, sometimes being slow to answer is, is such a wonderful thing. And so I want you to think about that. And Stephanie, what do you add with this idea of anger? Well, I think a very important thing to add with the the subject of anger is understanding that it is one of the most detrimental um, characteristics of PTSD. And and if you have PTSD and and it's outworking is anger. Um, yeah, you know you you will you will end up abusing people around you. That yeah. you do not, you don't start out planning to do, but that will happen if you do not deal with that, because that's what anger does. And and Proverbs has a lot to say about anger. But and it says anger rests in the bosom of fools. If I remember yes, one of the things, it, yes, yeah. it will lead you down a path you do not want to go on. You don't want to go down that. Path. And, and let me tell you, anger takes away so many good things in life. Yeah, you know, it, yeah. It messes up your family. It messes up your relationships, your friendships, and. And if you're married, it really robs a good portion of your marriage. If you're that type of troop yeah. who just gets angry and stuff, you're you're missing out on all the things that a happy troop can have. And 
and those types of things. So go out of your way, folks. To, if you're dealing with anger, to look up God's word on it, to study things, to memorize a few verses, and, and step out with the freedom that God gives us. You know, recognition is a big part of it, knowing that, hey, I'm an angry person, and I need to do something about this. So anger is a characteristic about PTSD, but uh, from PTSD, but just like all the other ones, uh, God has an answer for it. His Bible is just filled with it. So we're over, Stephanie. We're in Proverbs chapter 15. We're on verse 17, a verse that you had mentioned in the last podcast that is one that you've talked to with your kids is, better is a dinner of herbs where love is than a stalled ox and hatred thereof. And, you know, coming to my mind right away is I'd rather eat those nasty old herbs with no prime rib hook to them. And, uh, and just have a humble diet that's flourishing with love and, and eat, eat a soup rather than eat a fatted calf that comes with hatred, that, that, that comes with all the things that spoil life, that make things upside down. And, and uh, so important that we understand that it, whatsoever state we're in, we're content, but at the same time, that happiness is more important than materialistic things, that happiness is more important than eating the fatted calf, that trusting God, that being happy happy in what he's given you, being content. Those are marks of being godly, Stephanie. Indeed. Yeah, this verse is powerful. Um, The idea that, you know, you can be a poor person, you can be a poor family in terms of money and be very, very happy um, because it gives this contrast of, okay, a stalled ox. In other words, you've got got beef in the barn, so to speak. You've got... You've got everything you need and trouble there with where there's no joy, there's contention, there's strife. Yeah. And God's saying it's it's better it's better to just have a very simple diet. Um, and it's very practical. And that's why I've used it with my kids because, you know, it's kind of funny, but you know, the whole boy, we wish we were wealthy so we could have steak every night. Okay. They they would love that, right? Me too. That would be, I haven't had be one pretty in a month. awesome. Yeah. <laughs> But that's not always possible. And to understand that it's way better to love Jesus. It's way better to to know him and to walk with him than it is to have steak every night. Now, if you get to have both, that's awesome. That's yeah. an extra bonus gift from the Lord. Um, but the, I, I just love the, the very basic simplicity yeah. and the truth of this verse because I think God's just trying to tell us. It's so you know, simple. I, yeah. Right. Well, and I think of the verse in Matthew 6, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all, and all these things, yeah. you know, he provides for our needs. And like you yeah. said, it it's, doesn't mean we always get the fanciest food, but that's okay because God's giving us what we need. And there, if, if we choose to, we can have a lot of joy and you know what we are, we are so blessed. Yeah. We are and, so blessed. And, and don't be the, don't be the troop that's out there you know, taking pictures of your four inch thick prime rib every night. And what you, you know, I got a buddy of mine. I mean, he's, he's half the size of an automobile. You know, he's retired army. He thinks he's strong. I mean, this guy's half of an automobile. Okay. He could, you know, those little Chinese cars you see on TV. I don't know if he could get in one of those, but every day he's talking, Oh, they're cooking this for me. And I can't understand why my diabetes is bothering me, you know? And then you got these fake, you know, when I was looking at this too, it was, yeah, that guy's so big. He has to make two trips from the car in his house just to carry, uh, carry his whole body in. But anyway, uh, you are terrible. And here's another thing I want to say that we don't do either. And, and you know, this whole fake 
happiness stuff. And, uh, uh, you know, love is real. Love is kind. Love is gracious. How we deal with other people. I'm just going to leave that one alone. We're going to move on to number, uh, number 18, but we don't need that fake. <laughs> God, just, just drink this drink and your gut will be healthy. <laughs> you know, that stuff drives me crazy. I don't know. And I drink them too. So I get over it, man. I, these people, so every day they got something else to tell me about water or something out there on the internet. You know, No, I didn't know that. You know, I mean, I've only been on earth seven days. Stop it. Oh, and then it it tells us uh, in verse number 18. But you know what I'm saying? These people freak me out. Stop trying to tell me what I need to know. I mean, I get it. If I want your advice, I'll give you a call. And uh, I can get an email every day. I'm involved with, you know, whatever the company man is, and I'm sure they're all good and praise God. Uh, But here we go, number 18. (laughs) You know, I feel so good. Uh, Look at verse number 18. Man, I don't understand. You should see the look Emmy's giving me right now. Well, (laughs) Emmy's my buddy, man. And and there's nothing fake about the Emmy machine. But, But look what it says here in verse 18. It says, our wrathful man. A wrathful man, a knucklehead, steereth up strife, but he that is slow to anger appeaseth strife. Uh, so, so you know, being having wrath, you know, being that guy that's that's angry. What a perfect time to use the thing anger, yeah. huh? Yeah. Uh, that's out to cause vengeance, out to hurt people. That's out to be used by uh, the devil. But boy, you give me that, uh, you know. You give me that other extreme there, and uh, what I really like, but he that is slow to anger appeases strife. He that takes a breath, or she, and says, hey, let's make sure we understand this. What you're saying is, and then you can still be peaceful and say, you're a knucklehead anyway, but I'm not going to fight with you. (laughs) No, you can't say you're a knucklehead because that one appeases strife. I don't tell people the knuckleheads generally. Uh, I, and I don't use names until the end of time as I don't know. At one point we're going to start giving people's names. I don't know when, maybe, uh, maybe never, you know, but disclaimer, anyway, I'm putting a disclaimer. Right yeah. Let, let me just say this. If you heard a backslidden and you're somebody who's still got a knife in my back and you never pulled it out and apologized, I'm coming for you, man. I'm coming. It's <laughs> close the curtains, lock the doors. I'm coming. So if you hear, I, but that's not going to happen because I'm right with God and you're not. But if it was to happen, <laughs> if it was to happen, no. lock the doors, praise oh God. Oh, my word. But anyway, I think, oh. but a wrathful man, <laughs> Stephanie, of which I have none. What are you thinking here? A wrathful oh. man. Oh, well, I, you know, wrath is this idea of, yeah, it's this idea of um, <clears throat> this person truly is... <laughs> He's a jerk. I'm trying to think of the right word to describe a wrathful man. And I've, I've in spe- specifically, I mean, yes, I've met, I've met a couple of women that would fit this, but I've met two men in particular oh, yeah. in my lifetime that fit this, I've the, met the a wrath, dozen. this wrath thing, this extreme um, anger, narcissist. Yeah. yeah. And, and you know, there are, ra- okay. I shouldn't say that I've met more than two, but sometimes wrathful people can put on a mask and be very suave. Um, this is who they are at their heart core, but they can, they can mask it. Okay. Differently on the outside, um, where they may not always be the Mount Vesuvius blowing up, 
but they they are constantly stirring up strife. There is a trail of wherever they go. You know, it's this is what a narcissist. This is what I think of when I think of a narcissist. They're they're way better at at keeping a cover on it, but internally, this is who they are. Um, yeah. But there are those that are wrathful, and it's just out in the open for everybody. Okay, and I know it two is. men, yeah. two men in particular that fit this role. Do you want to name them? No. No, we're not no, there yet. I, okay. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm not there yet. I, by God's <laughs> grace, I'll never be there. But, <laughs> but um, yeah. If they listen, they know who they are, and yeah. but but they they have a wake, okay. Um, when when you've watched them, when you've been the reciproc, you know, the recipient of their wrath, of their anger, or you've watched them do it to people that you love dearly, um, they they leave a trail of damage that, quite honestly can never be fully repaired That's right. because a wrathful man breaks trust on a level that it can never be repaired. That's right. Um, they can be forgiven. Yes. They can be restored yeah. by God. Yes. But they break trust on a level on a human level that can never be fully repaired. Oh, and what's yeah. interesting to me is about a wrathful man, whether they're the narcissistic kind that has a perfect cover or the kind that just lets it all blow out in the open for every for God and everybody to see. Either way, these people, um, and this is part of the way they stir up strife, these people demand that you forgive them, that you restore them, that you have full reconciliation with them, and they never have to repent. They never have to change their ways. But wrathful people expect you to be a rug for them to walk on. Yeah, and you know, honestly— all joking aside, being in that state of intense anger, you know, overwhelming, you're just always getting angry. You're looking yep. to get back at people. You're, it's, it's a way to live and it's not God's way to live. No, and, it's uh, devastating. It, it can, it ruins lives. It ruins your yep. family. I mean, we can go on and on. We talked about anger coming in and this is wrathful. I mean, all it is is intense anger, but yep. I've seen people who've been in intense anger. I've seen people, um, who've lived a life of anger, ruined relationships, marriages, families, and yep. turn around and God touched them. Oh, and uh, you know, that mm -hmm. song, he touched me. Oh, he yes. touched me. And uh, boy, when God touches you and you allow him to come in, things can change. You don't have to live there. You can live at a new, That's I'm right. at a new area code. You know, we got to remember yeah. the Bible teaches us that we're a new creature, right? He's created us all yeah. new in first Corinthians is with the new, put on the new man, put on the new woman, take off the old person. And, yeah. uh, and that's what that's all about. And I, well, and, and I think this, if a wrathful, I, I personally think this verse in particular is talking about someone who is almost reached that point of, and I, I know people like this, where they've almost reached a point of insanity. Yeah. Um, that's how much anger. Oh, I think has, they're nuts. Yeah. Has I, taken over them. Right. Yeah. They are nuts. Yeah. But I, I also, you're right. There are those who, who I've heard admit this was me. Yeah. That was me. Yep. Not I anymore. was the narcissist. I was the one who fit this description. You would never know it. You yeah. would never know it. They had, God has so transformed them. And so under, but, but again, in those cases, they got saved. Okay. This would, these were the steps that God took them through. They got saved. They came to this point of brokenness before God over their sin. And they let God transform them 
into his image. And if you are not willing, you know, there, there's these people that, that are out there treating people doing this. Okay. And then they call themselves Christian leaders or whatever. Um, I'm not going to give all their, you know, I'm not going to give their accolades here on the podcast, but they, they brag about themselves, but this is what describes them. I'm sorry before God, I would tremble. I tremble for you because you do not have the markings of someone who has repented and come to the Lord and saying, God, be merciful to me, a sinner. And, and, you know, uh, just stop the hurt, stop the pain. You know, God's arms are open wide. Uh, you know, we had that brother when we left our last ministry who just openly lied about me and said, I did something. He's never come back to me. He's, but you know, my arms are open wide. God's arms are open wide. Uh, just outright lied, said if he didn't do something, I was going to do this to him or, you know, but here's the thing, that type of anger, it's almost seems like truth to people, Stephanie, you know, mm-hmm. they're so narcissistic. And, and again, I use that term malignant, malignant narcissism. We see narcissism. Then we see those malignant ones that keep growing and they pass it on to their relatives. It's like a cancer, but it, not mm-hmm. only does it grow in them, it grows in their children and their siblings yep. and, and, and their yep. nephews and nieces and their church members. I mean, yep. we have to be very, very careful when we're dealing with wrathful people. And uh, yep. as a matter of fact, I think over and over again, you know, birds of the feather flock together and over and over again on this podcast and all joking aside, I don't, I don't know how many times we've said this, Stephanie, but, um, you know, if you're near somebody who's hurting you or others, you shouldn't be near that person. Yeah. That's not godliness. And, uh, you know, what kind of, that's, they don't even have a form of godliness. I I know the Bible talking and they had a form of godliness. I don't even see a form of godliness in these wrathful, narcissistic rascals, man. That's, that's a big statement. No, but, but they know how to have a language. Oh, they know, don't they? Oh, sister, you got that all wrong. You know, and yeah. and again, anything that they did is your fault. Anything that mm-hmm. they said is your fault. They get downright upset about it. They get arrogant. They fire up other people against you. And, yeah. and folks, it never ends. You have to stop it and put your yeah. hand up and say, enough, you're out of my life. Yeah. You know, and if well, you're married to them, you got to go get counseling and get away because yeah. they're going to, you know, they're out to ruin you, to make their anger and everything your fault. It's never their fault. They live in a different place. I mean, they'll lie. That dude who was a missionary with us in the last organization who had recently been fired. I mean, he, and this is a year after we left or whatever. I mean, you can't tell him what the truth is because everything is everybody else's fault. That's narcissism defined. That's what it is, Stephanie. Well, and when I look at the, this verse, the second, the second point is so poignant because it says he that is slow to anger appeaseth strife. And I'm not, I, I, but without God's working in my life, there have been times I have wanted, you know, I've just gotten so fed up because you can be provoked to wrath, wrathful, a wrathful man is very good at provoking others to wrath, but then. Oh, he needs you to be, he needs you to be wrathful so so he can blame it on you. But the spirit of God lives in us. And because of that, because we have Jesus Christ and Jesus Christ is grace. Jesus Christ is peace with his help through his spirit. He can enable us to not respond in anger. Right. it, it, It has to be a spirit. But when that happens, 
you know, and, and I used, I think it was last week or the week before I used the example of Charles, you know, when he had a, a relative screaming and yelling in his face and I saw G and whether I, I looking back was that was the whole situation handled properly. No, I mean, we, the dude should have never been allowed to stand in our house and abuse verbally abuse and take advantage of our whole family. You know, that left indelible marks on my older children, but all that to say, be that as it may, I saw Jesus Christ shine through Charles that day because in the face of a wrathful man who was out for blood, to put it in no other in no other terms, he was that full of rage. And I watched Charles respond slow to anger, full of mercy, full of grace, yeah. the exact opposite. And you know, he appeased the strife that what that 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 man who was in our home being a jerk what he was trying to do was satan was rebuked by how charles responded is what it boils down to because anger like this comes this is not righteous indignation okay this is just fleshly evil and when we respond with the spirit of christ shining through us and that doesn't mean we don't rebuke sin that doesn't mean we be a rug but when the spirit of christ is what is being seen and heard and and we respond through Jesus Christ, strife will be appeased. Yeah. And that may mean walking away. That may mean separating. If there's no repentance, that probably will will need to happen. There there will need to put boundaries need to be put up with wrathful people because they destroy. Yeah. Yeah. But understanding that our responsibility is to look to Jesus as our author and finisher of our faith to lay aside those weights. Guess what? That means we separate from the weights and wrathful people are weights. Yeah. And so they need to be set aside so that we can run with patience the race that is set before us because strife is a weight. And so looking to Jesus for his guidance, there's no two situations when you're dealing with, with people like this, no two situations are identical. And that's where we have the spirit of God to give us that moment by moment direction for each of our lives, each of the situations we find ourselves in and say, God, I want to respond with the mind of Christ flowing through me yeah. so that he is the one who is radiated. And because of, you know, this all, this is involved, this involves spiritual warfare. Um, this, this verse encompasses a lot, but understanding that when you're dealing with a wrathful person, understanding that it's not just that person you're dealing with, you're dealing with the devil who is, in fact, working through them to destroy you and saying, no, Satan is not going to have a victory because guess what? Greater is he that is in me than he that is in this world. And because of Jesus Christ, having already conquered anger, Jesus Christ has already conquered wrath. Yeah. It's I'm the victor here. And so you can walk away in peace and joy and victory. If you'll choose to let Jesus work through you in these situations. There it is. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I think, I, I think we've handled this verse well, but we started off with this idea of anger and, and folks, it's so important to, you know, push that aside. I, I remember I was reading Ephesians four this weekend. As a matter of fact, I turned to mm. it Stephanie was speaking to and let all bitterness in 31 there yes. for, and wrath and anger and clamor and evil speaking be put away from you with all malice. And, uh, so we're not just saying you need to get away from this. God is God saying, put that stuff away, put those yes. people away, get away from it. 
because yeah. it's not doing anything for us. There's no joking when it comes to this. Don't be hurt. Don't let your loved ones be hurt. Um, you know, there, there comes a time where you get to be happy. And if you're one of these people who are uh, quick to anger and all that, you need to stop and say, God, what am I doing wrong? And, and just search yeah. for yourself with this. And God will show you these aren't markers of a godly person. Listen, we got to nope. go. We got to fit in a 24 minute radio spot, but listen, we sure do love you folks. And, uh, uh, we, we, we look forward to when we all come back together again, but, uh, may God bless you and stay away from that anger. Get away from those knuckleheads who are angry. We'll talk to you you later. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to our podcast today. It is very important to all of us at Help for Wounded Spirits that you know your Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. The Bible is very clear with a simple salvation message. You can know today. First, you're a sinner, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Second, there's a price on sin, for the wages of sin is death. Third, Jesus paid that price for you, but God commendeth his love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Lastly, you must speak it with your mouth and believe it with your heart, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made known unto salvation. Simply ask the Lord to save you in Jesus' name while believing in your heart, and he will. Please contact us if we can help you in any way. God bless you. Doug and Stephanie, thank you for listening today. We hope this podcast has been a blessing in your life. For helpful resources, more information, or to donate to help this vital ministry, visit us at WoundedSpirits.com.